0: Hello and welcome back to Racing everyone. It's been a long five-week break over the summer and there's a lot to catch up on. We're excited to start the second half of the season with Crypto Data RNF, MotoGP team. I'm joined today with my colleague, Adam Wheeler, together with none other than Rassily, the founder and team principal of RNF, and Wilco Zielenberg, the team manager for episode seven of RNF Unlocked. Welcome back to the paddock. Gentlemen, hello, welcome back. Hello. And first of all, I guess it's just uh, time to ask, how was the break? Was it too short or was it too long, Raslan?
1: I think it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's too long, but uh, it's good to spend time with the family, uh, especially with the wife and kids, more more with the kids, I guess. <laughs> but it was good, but um, it became to the point where it's too long. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be back. I, I agree with that. But of course, knowing what
2: is ahead of us in all these races, because still uh, 24 races to come, And uh, we know we have to do that in three months. So uh, we needed to enjoy this, but also it created a problem the next three months, you know. So we, we enjoyed the five weeks and uh, we are lucky because our riders needed to recover as well. But yeah. actually five weeks, uh, you know, officially for a team and being away from racing, it's too long, you know, especially during the season. But I think we, uh, yeah. we took profit of it to, be, to, you know, to have the riders recovering from their
1: injuries. I think being being Malaysian, I mean, I look yeah. forward for the the Asian lake, you know, from India onwards, you know, I think, I think it's good. And now it's time for them to really understand what it's like to come to Europe. You know, so we, now we've got what, three more European, four more European races to go yeah. before we go to, to Asia. And I am I look forward to for Asia. Yeah. You also Probably you're the only one in the paddock. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We should also remember we should have been in Kazakhstan, so it yes, feels like yes, a long break. But yes. in reality, there should have been another race there, and right. also, you know, Goodwood Festival of Speed. Um, you yes. know, Miguel
1: I think was turning up there in front of British uh, Miguel uh, couldn't, couldn't turn up because he was sick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right. Raul did. Yeah. yeah. So it right. had to be pretty good. Yes, uh, yeah. I saw how uh, they both
2: actually wanted to experience this Goodwood yeah. thing because it's quite uh, big, as we all know. I, I also never have been there, but
1: uh, yeah. It's not, it's not really halfway way to the season, you know, we've still got 11 races to go, including um, 12, including, 12, including 12. this one, yeah. so it's not even half we've still <laughs> got plenty of races. Actually 24. 24. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the guys hated when Wilco said 24 races. <laughs> tired just thinking it's about the it. It's reality, you know, because
2: finally
0: every time you need to, it's a race, it's a race, it's a risk, so you have to be prepared. Absolutely. Guys, we've lots to talk about after this long summer break, but you mentioned there, Wilco, your riders were both injured coming into the summer break. Can you maybe just give us a brief update on how both uh, Miguel and Raul are?
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, You know, uh, luckily, I think uh, Miguel was able to come back in Mugello, even he was not completely fit fit. But anyway, he could do some decent uh, speed, even though he was not uh, strong, you know, especially the shoulder changing direction. Also in Essen, he he struggled big time uh, with the high speed change of direction. Uh, all the slow parts, he was actually very competitive and fast. But in the uh, turn eight, nine and uh, 14, 15, he, he lose uh, three tenths in each corner, you know. So I think that proves enough that he was still not fit enough to to, to perform well, you know, because he went from, uh, I think, P12, P13 to P6, P7. But uh, yeah, then, then you know, the bike was wobbling around too much, he said. And Okay. Uh, I think also he could not control it in a way it should be controlled you know because if you pull the handlebars from one side only and you forget the other side the bike will anyway wobble you know so uh, uh, probably a part of it was himself but also uh, you know uh, recovering was uh, our main target for this uh, five-week break
0: absolutely
1: and Raul Raul also I mean mentally and physically mentally for Raul that he needs to reset Yeah, you know, a lot more expectation from him, but I think um, he understood what he needs to do, uh, and hopefully he shows. I mean, he has the pace. Yes, it's just that he always makes this one mistake. Yes, in the middle a, of the race, and that yeah. screws everything up for
2: him. Yes, true. Also, in Nasan basically, he was yeah. in P eleven, and but his his uh, you know his target and his mission is so big, and his ambition is so huge that he, uh, yeah, he, he he makes a mistake, you know, he high side or he goes wide, he missed 10 seconds uh, in, in one lap and finally finished 12th, but yeah, P8 was 10 seconds ahead of him, you know, so he should slow down to go fast, stay with the boys where you are, because he was in a good group with Franco and, uh, you know, these boys are uh, former race winners and he should go step by step and don't make the mistakes and, and every race weekend actually uh, so far. He had uh, yeah, nearly hitting somebody, or going long, going straight, and then you miss your group, and uh, yeah, that's of course not uh, what you need.
3: Is it difficult for these young guys not to put pressure on themselves as well? Because I mean, Raúl must be hearing things around people moving in the paddock. They must be also thinking about their career. Yeah, you know, no, it's not just what's happening on the Saturday and the Sunday. There's there's a bit of a wider picture. It must be hard for him to lock that out and think.
1: Well, we, dis- we we discussed that. In fact, we discussed it. Uh, last week when we had a meeting with Aprilia to look at the current season, what we're going to do this year and next year. And no doubt, he probably hears stories about people coming to approach us. And yes, there's a number of riders that came to, to talk to us. Uh, so we, number one, we confirmed with Aprilia that he needs more time. So he shouldn't worry. Uh, and that is something that we have communicated to Raul as well, that, you know, don't worry, you know, because you, are, you have a contract with Aprilia for at least two years with an option for another two years, you know, so, so that should not get him distracted and, and, and focus and just do, do, do the job and don't pressure himself. But sometimes he does that because he's so young. Yeah, he's, he's
2: very ambitious.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah as, as he
2: knows, he's now with 22 boys, which are his level or basically more experienced than him in this class and winning championship as well as he did not do basically because finally uh, he won in Moto 3 yeah you know, and Moto 2 he missed out but but anyway you know he has been better than the rest in the championships but now he has you know the same profile as the other boys and he has the speed but you need to have the whole package also stay calm if, if you are not in a position that you wish to be in with you know what I mean because you know if you're leading it's like hey I'm leading this race you know but if you're P12 p Thirteen or more backwards, you also need to stay calm and see what the other guys are doing because a race from forty minutes uh, to concentrate and don't make mistakes. Well, that's it's
3: important. I think when you see things can shake up quite quickly. I mean, we just saw the news that Alex Rins is going to be, you know, riding Yamaha, essentially not breaking an agreement, but not continuing an agreement with HRC. Then it makes must make riders think. Well, wow, things can move, you yes. know, extremely rapidly. If Mar- Marquez decides to finish his tenure with the, uh, Honda as well, then that's you know, the whole kind of makeup of the paddock can shift. Yes. It's,
1: yeah, but that's, that's that's nature of sports, isn't it? I mean, football. I mean, you look at Formula One when... Uh, what's his name? Um, De, Vries, De Vries. Nick De Vries. Uh, Nick yeah. De Vries. Uh, yeah. just, you know, he left uh, yeah, So, But, 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 yeah. but it, it, that's, that's sports, isn't it? I mean... There is a
2: lot of money involved yeah. and a lot of interest. And sometimes it's better to, you know, to follow up and break the contract, just pay the amount of money. That's what you see, basically, in my eyes, in Formula One yeah and then uh, because there is a lot of money uh, involved in that uh, sports of course and then it's it's cheaper to have performances <laughs> you know what i mean and then pay the guy out and then try to perform again but anyway also Ricciardo the first race um, was okay but even the second race you know that was uh, 10 places in front yeah. of him i think or something yeah? well,
1: but yeah. not, not, not forgetting i mean Raul is still in his uh, second year okay, he had a terrible first year with KTM and for us, I mean, okay, we did. it happens with Darren, but for Darrens, under exceptional circumstances because he signed with Yamaha, okay, and we stopped with Yamaha and we switched to Aprilia. In theory, writers, young riders like this, you need minimum two years, you know, to give them a chance, not to just, you know, after one year just to to get rid of them. I think that's not correct. But I think where you're coming more from is there are more options at
2: the moment because people are looking for seats not enough seats. Yeah, jumping and, uh, yeah, and changing yes, as yeah. well yeah, yeah.
3: but I think also what fans forget is that sorry Neil no, um, is that you know you think where are the results but then you know maybe as a team you have to think where is the potential if you think yes. if this kid cannot get faster or mm-hmm. is not learning you know cannot progress then you have to review your options but if you think well look you know we think there's a lot more to come from him, yeah. then you just have to say patient you yes, know? and that's exactly. hard in this kind of sport landscape now where everybody wants you know yeah.
1: Like the pressure that Fabio Gentonio is having, maybe. Right. Yeah.
0: In a way. <laughs> yeah. A few changes have been uh, talked about over the, uh, the summer break, guys. Firstly, we have a slightly new format on Friday, or a uh, different format. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I think you guys were in favor of initially, and uh, I believe there was maybe a meeting at ASIN where things didn't work out, but it's been announced that the first session of the weekend won't count towards uh, who goes through automatically to Q2. Is this a positive thing, Raslan?
1: I, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, well, it's, it's funny how they got to that decision, you know, because we, were, we received an uh, email to discuss it in Arsene to change the, 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 the format, you know, from uh, British Grand Prix onwards. And it was clearly indicated that, you know, it has to be unanimously agreed. Okay, so, so prior to that meeting, we spoke to people and it looks like everybody seems to agree, right? Yeah. So we said that in that, in that meeting, and this is something that, of course, Wilco is quite uh, vocal about it. I mean, I totally agree. We spoke to the riders and they said that, you know, something needs to change uh, uh, leading up to the sprint race. So we were there getting ready, you know, and suddenly, um, I don't know, I think it's an open secret, right? So Ducati came in and, and said, nope, we don't agree. And everybody like, what the hell are we here then? You know, so everybody was quiet until Wilco uh, was being vocal again and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your, your <laughs> create create some excitement in that, in that meeting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
2: anyway, my, my vision was clear that you know due to the format change, we had a lot of troubles. Every team from crashing and making mistakes and having riders injured and e- even not saying that it was. Uh, Um, You know, we were also unlucky basically because of Miguel, but also other riders. Everybody was crashing in my eyes and we we destroyed a lot of material and parts. And uh, we needed to review the the decision, you know. And even in in Austria last year, I already mentioned it, I was like, whoa, this is going to change the whole story. You know, we we went from 20 races to 40 races, more or less. And uh, everybody's risking a lot on the Friday, of course. It brings a lot back to the sports as well, because Dorna is very happy with all the excitement. But you need all the riders there as well. Before you know it, you don't you miss out on riders, you know? And we had that a couple of times when there are only 17 riders on the grid. But nobody seems to be able to see that this was coming from Format, you know? And with 17, 18, it is, it's limited. But before you know it, you're on 12, 13 riders on the grid. And then, then it's going to be painful as well for the whole... Uh, so yeah, championship. Yeah. And I think they, they, they needed to realize, but uh, they're still there a little bit. Well, no, it's not because of the format. And I really believe with this FP1 or P1, doesn't matter how you call it, FP1 is free. Then already the pressure is different on the riders. Of course, it brings a little bit more pressure on FP2 because you have a tire over, you can have an extra tire. But uh, I think the risks are, uh, the more practice they have on the bike, the less,
0: the, the, the smaller the risks are that they're going to make a, a big disaster. Yeah, I'm sure. Was there many people uh, tuning in to the first practice session at the end just to see the final 10 minutes? I don't think that's maybe why you watch the first practice session of the weekend, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I, I, again, I, I, we don't have the data. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, maybe Dona saw something that is important. Um, but still, there, there is excitement in the yeah. afternoon. He and did. yes, it created a lot of excitement. I have to say that too. The sprint race,
2: yeah, it, it looks fantastic. You know, even I know how much risk there is and how much challenge the boys have during the whole weekend because of it. But anyway, for the sports, it, it looks to be good. In my eyes, it should have had been six or seven races, not the whole season straight away. But uh, let's let's uh, be honest, uh, it, it works, you know. So the Saturday, and we don't touch that, but let's look to you know, if we are able to evaluate and, and learn from what we have been doing the last uh, eight races.
1: I think it's good. 60 minutes of free practice is what everybody needs. It's
2: yeah. interesting that a couple of the riders already here at Silverstone,
3: admittedly more the Ducati boys, are saying, well, it doesn't make that much difference. You know, They can look at the forecast and anticipate any changes or they say in P2 you know yeah. the conditions are going to be similar then you hold back in P1 you didn't really need to risk the tyre or yeah. you know Luca Marini said the same he said Peko Bagnaya was another one that took that strategy of being cool you know during yeah. P1 but maybe that's you know speaking about manufacturers, of a manufacturer, have a
2: very settled technical package yeah. you know, we, the boys. Yeah. We, we agree with that as well for me the best would have been Friday completely free you know that would be the best because you need that time on the bike to get the guys now they have been five weeks not on the bike and now you know the FP1 in the last uh, 10 minutes, put the quali- you know put the bike low fuel and put a qualified tyre, and, and that not all the time the same guys made mistakes, but there were always three or four boys uh, seeing the, the, the big tumble. You know that one bike was gone. It was not always the same yeah, one. But,
1: but like, like Adam said, you know, I mean, Ducati have a good package right now. You know, I mean, the other guys like you know Honda, Yamaha. You know, for them to push immediately on a bike that is not currently great is risky for them yeah you know when you have a great bike you know it's, they can afford to take it easy and push in the next session yes this is also something that we need to keep in mind of yeah. course and, uh... but not good for young riders but now no, it's, it's, it's easy it's less less pressure for them you know for them you know if you crash the previous race on Sunday and you know, straight away coming back in the following race and start doing a, a practice session Oof. it's difficult. Anyway, yeah, for me, it's the first step, and, and yeah. uh, let's, let's hope uh, it works. But, uh, yeah,
2: for sure, uh, there's still a lot of pressure, you know. So this is uh, no doubt, because the 22 boys are very uh, equal, you know. The lap time is there, and uh, as Razan also said, the Ducatis have a, have a bit of a benefit at the moment. They, get, they can wait. They have a little bit of extra performance, and then, you know, on Friday morning, they go to Q2. Yeah. Then actually it's already a different weekend if you have to start the next morning in FP3 and you know the pace is not there, the lap time is not there, you have to go to Q1 and then to Q2 and then the race instead of uh, being relaxed already on the Friday afternoon uh, being couture with uh, two fingers in the nose. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another change, I guess, is the uh, front tire pressure. Basically, yes. what we're going to see from Silverstone that um, riders teams will be penalized if they are under the recommended pressure level yeah. for more than 50% of the sprint race or Sunday's race. Yeah. This is something that has been coming, I guess, all year. What is your reaction to yeah, that? We, we, we had a remarkable. meeting this morning,
1: but we have not really had any kind of... Well, I,
2: I did or not get an official uh, email or whatever, but I know, so they are going to be strict to the rule now. So we know what the rule is. Eh? So 50% of the time you cannot but be... But the penalty yet. was, we don't know... It was 3, 6, and 12, wasn't it? Seconds? Penalties?
1: Oh, is it oh, I did not see it. I yeah. did not
2: get, get, get oh, no. an official document whatsoever.
1: Okay. Maybe Aprilia did. Yeah, but the factory received it, but we yes. have not
0: there's yeah, the, a warning. Yeah, the first if you if it's one time, it's you get a warning. If it's two times, you get a three second penalty during the race, or uh, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, for after now, the race, because they need to wait after the, the race. race. Exactly after the race to see the the pressures. Yeah.
2: So we need um, to wait longer until we see what the real so race
0: result is. So I guess this is one of the fears that potentially we could see a race happen, and you think that the podium is the podium, and then yeah. afterwards you realize, okay, the guy in second, yeah. his pressure was. Under the recommended one yeah. for yeah. 60% of the race and therefore he loses yeah. some positions. So. We could
2: have been already on the podium this year with this rule.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay.
2: We, and we were 11 or 12, but we wouldn't have been on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> serious, huh? <laughs> right? yeah. But anyway, I think it's good. The, and it will not be easy because the the, yeah, the window of the change of the front tire is quite big. But of course, we are aiming now for the best target, which is uh, actually mm-hmm. a spot on on where we, what is the minimum, you know? And this is uh, what- I'm do. sure they will monitor it straight away, right? After the race. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, they, they yeah. cannot be waiting. Yeah, it's a lot of data, eh? so. Sure, sure. But there must be a
0: system. At least the top three first. Right. Yeah. I would imagine so, yeah. Right? Absolutely.
3: Well, Marini was also saying some riders don't have notifications if they're over or under. I mean, it seems to be very much a responsibility for the team's technical side rather than the rider I think monitoring and having to um
2: administer it during a race yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah but we need to we all i get an email we need to download an application our new one
1: so uh, that, that's for stewards uh, yeah steward
2: yeah. penalties but I, yeah. I think this one probably is well included or not after the race
1: they will yeah, be, could be yeah could be yeah it could be yeah, we receive an email to say that uh, we have to download this app Yeah, so that we'll be notified if there's any... Normally, we get penalties. a notification
2: yeah. email basically to say, ah, oh, you have a penalty speeding here or speeding there. Or So
3: you can get a message from your wife on your phone and then a penalty coming up at the same time. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, you know,
2: it's, uh, I'm not sure if that's going to work. The best is to have it big on television because everybody is aware and we are looking anyway television. My telephone is always somewhere there. And I'm not looking on my telephone for the notifications, you know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should. I should have it here. <laughs> <laughs> I think the stewards uh, want to keep busy. Maybe uh, well, keep that in the
3: popularity must... contest.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, it, I think it could be a bit of a game changer, and for sure that it's coming more uh, questions back from it as well, and problems as well, you know. So, but uh, to to have one rule and to make. Uh, make the limitation as a real limitation is good. For me, the the, the target is wrong, but uh, anyway, everybody needs to be higher than, as as it should be in my eyes. And uh, then at least it's for everybody the same.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be a lot of guesswork involved, right? Because your tire pressure is completely dependent on your place on the track. So you kind of have to make a... Calculation at the start of the race or yeah. before the race? Yeah. Are you going to be alone or yes. in a group? Yeah. That, that's the trick now at the moment. So, so who, who, whoever engaged the best tire engineers then.
1: <laughs> and I heard that Suzuki used to have a good one. Who, who took him? Somebody took him. KTM took him, maybe.
2: Anyway, I think. Um, you know the aim is clear nobody wants to get penalized yeah. but indeed if you after a uh, first corner you you run into somebody and you become alone you're less anyway you know what i mean then it doesn't matter so much anymore and it will be very difficult to come back you know so the problem is when you arrive uh, from the middle of the grid back alone because then the tire pressure drops a lot and, and then then you're too low basically if you're in a group you're you're safe you're fine and as soon as you're alone, you, it will drop. And that you need to protect yourself for that. But that could be also so high to protect yourself, like uh, 0.1 or 0.2, that when you're in the group, that you go sky high and you go backwards anyway. We also had that a couple of times, of course.
3: Speaking yeah. of first corners, how cool is it to be in the new sort of location here at Silverstone? I think it's like 10 years since Medajiki yeah. last used this yeah. particular pit complex. Yeah, was it, and was it, it 13 the, or... To so that, yeah, um, Valentino was running a Ducati, wasn't he? So it was twelve for twelve for sure.
0: Twelve,
3: yeah. Two years I, or not?
0: Uh, yeah, eleven
1: and twelve, I think. I yeah, think yeah. it's nice, but I just don't like the design of it. You know, to, to be in front of the pit, not be able to see anything on the track because the pit walls raised up. Right. Uh, I think I think this is one of my comments when I was the CEO when they refurbished this. Um, but I think it's nice. It's bigger. I mean, Yeah, the, it's more.
2: more it's more modern, so for sure yeah. we have much more space,
1: yeah.
2: but uh, already and we it's 10 discover- old as well.
0: Yeah. And we discovered we don't have enough panels because it's too big. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is true. Yeah. And sadly, it doesn't stop the rain if we're in this paddock or the other one, so that could be a problem on Saturday yeah. or Sunday. Yeah, yeah.
2: What was the reason, actually, why we came back to this one? That- you know that? Because I thought that one is going to be breaking, broken down, but it's still there. Paddock size, I believe. They're trying to squash the whole MotoGP paddock into the old layout. Okay.
3: So it was uh, it was always going to be the plan last year that the wing, how Silverstone called this complex, would be used for 2023. Mm. But it's like a significant place for you guys anyway. This GP, right? This circuit, isn't it?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, This is where everything started. Uh, RNF. Yes. Two two years ago, yeah and that's where yeah basically this is the anniversary of how RNF was birth absolutely you and
0: can, can you tell us a little bit about about that wrestling because obviously <laughs> this team was under a different name a different guys at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you had to basically start again
1: yeah so before we were with uh, Petronas subman racing team and then the, the news of Petronas uh, pulling out and then we had i had to decide what to do you know, and I had a fallout with our famous uh, race director. Uh, and, and I had to really scramble to do something uh, uh, to move forward, you know, to, to rescue the team. You know, um, and of course, my sister lives here with, his, with her husband, who's a lawyer. So they were guests uh, for our team. And, and he said, Look, just create a company in the UK. And it was easily done, but within a week it can be done. You know, so I said, okay. And then I had to think of a name, you know. So we came up with the name and uh, I think on that Monday, he helped incorporate the, registered the name and that's how it started. Yeah. And we went to, then we went to Mizano, spoke to Carmelo, that I'd like to change the team to RNF, and we announced it in Mizano. But the actual birth of the company was in Silverstone but then also
3: it's quite a nice double view because next is rebel ring and the austrian grand prix and that's when crypto were title sponsors was
1: it two years ago yeah yeah it, it was a mix actually uh, <laughs> because mix. austria austria was when petronas announced that they decided to stop and that was a harrowing experience we had to tell the team remember uh, yes. austria one or austria two austria one i like. think uh, i think one yeah i'm not sure yeah, so we had to break that, that news Um, So we had that terrible experience, but then it was good uh, last year with the crypto data coming in and resulted to where we are right now. But also it was bad news because also we had Moto3 and Moto2 yes. and we
2: all needed to stop. So we, we are still here, it looks like. But also we had to fire many people. So half of the team
1: went, went away. Well, don't, don't, don't say fire. I mean, wow, I mean, fire. We had to close yeah, the Moto2, let, yes. let them go, you yeah. know. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was painful because a lot of these guys have been with us. I mean, we started with Moto3 team, you know. Uh, unfortunately, in terms of value, GP has more value. You know, I could not close MotoGP and give it up and continue with Moto Two, Moto Three. So, we take the most valuable one, which is the MotoGP.
0: And speaking of KTM, Raslam, we saw some <laughs> comments over the uh, over the summer break from their CEO, Stefan um about RNF and about some changes that might come in the future with regards to um, factories and uh, the independent teams you have in MotoGP. I guess you you want to respond to those uh, comments. This is what
1: happens when the break is too long. You know, where there's not many stories flying around. So this is how we create excitement yeah. or they create excitement. Anyway, but no, I mean, I, ha- I can categorically state that there was no approach from KTM at all, especially with a guy like Stephen Pierre. You know? I was not approached by him at all. And um, I think they are in a situation where they need to accommodate Pedro Acosta and influence some kind of stories just to uh, to stir what? I'm not sure. You know, um, this was also brought up, but to the attention of Aprilia Racing, which we had a meeting uh, uh, last week. So we said no. Uh, there was no approach uh, from KTM. Even if there was a, an approach, we are very close with uh, Aprilia. We have a solid two plus two years agreement, and we tend to honor that. I think the last thing we want to be to do in a pedal is to to do just that. You know, I mean, I think it's not good for the sport. I don't think Carmelo wants that. You know, although he's under pressure from KTM. You know, but he also doesn't want to be pressured by Piaggio Group. You know, so, but professionally, it's not right anyway. Uh, uh, but we're not even thinking about it. Uh, uh, we had a good meeting last week with uh, a period to review the, our current season, how we're going to move forward this year and, and next year. So we have a good relationship with them, and we're
2: happy. If that's really true, what he has been saying, I'm not sure if that's true because I, I didn't read it. I was on holiday, but uh, then. Clearly means he was looking for a way to find a spot, you know, and, and we are, of course, a satellite team, and uh, probably he just bubbled it up, even yeah. without contacting us, yeah.
0: basically. So that's. Because their situation, it seems, is they're looking for a spot for another rider, and they're maybe contacting other independent teams in the class, right? Well,
1: I know uh, they went to Lucho, so Lucho came up with an official statement. Okay, I'm not sure they went to Grissini. So I think we we were like the last resort. I don't know, you know, but um, I think considering our experience with uh, KTM, with Raul and and all that, I'm surprised they're even talking about us, <laughs> you know? Yeah, anyway. It, it, but coming from Stephen, it's, it's, um, Stephen Prairie is quite something, you know, I mean, the least he could do is just send me a message or something
0: <laughs> rather than put it out there like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, guys, just before we uh, wrap up, um, a prediction for this weekend. I guess we're probably going to have to keep in mind the weather, right? And the last time we had a lot of rain, it maybe wasn't the best for, uh, for the Aprilia guys back in Argentina. Well, do you remember last year who won
2: two races in the rain? <laughs> huh? okay. Do I need to remind you? <laughs> <laughs> just being positive results for the Sunday race, first and second. Boom. <laughs> That's all.
1: Change, I, I can right? I can share that yeah um, look for us British Grand Prix is basically a reset for us you know it's like nearly round one again you know we had a terrible start you know with Miguel with Raul, with his um pump and his mind and so on still 11 12 races to go you know there's a lot of races to go. 24 yeah <laughs> again I mean I'm not saying that we're gonna be up there in you in, in the standings but having I still maintain the fact, we had a meeting this morning, that minimum one podium is nice, regardless of where the, the rounds are. But for me, if we can do it in Malaysia, because it's sentimental, you know, uh, Maverick was third in Malaysia uh, last year, you know, and I'd love to, for certain somebody to give us that trophy uh, if we get on the podium on, uh, in Sepang. But anywhere will do, but
3: yeah. That's not really a prediction for the weekend, right? You kind of skirted <laughs> right around
1: that. Well, we have to. I mean, look, at the end of the day, we are in a world championship, right? I mean, we're here to win. We will try to win. I mean, we are not like huh? we're not like a satellite team, what, five years ago, where where the, the satellite team has um, different bikes, you know, where we have nearly the same bike, you know, so we have, and, and Aprilia is supporting us, you know, so we have every chance to to try and go for polio. Yeah. podium. No, no, but saying that, we also
2: need to be realistic and said uh, we did not do a lot of top 10 finishes this year. Yeah. So this is especially, you know, okay. I think uh, oh, assen yeah. was a good uh, aim, especially for, for Miguel. Eh? When Before he stopped, he was seven or eight and, and being sixth. I think that that's the target where we should be. And depending on who is in front of us, that's a good result. And we can build up to that work, you know. And, of course, uh, we want to do better. But uh, we need to do it step by step. And if the step is big, it's uh, it's a bonus. But for me, between 5 and 10 is is possible, especially for Miguel. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, target for that. And uh, anything better than that is, of course, uh, B- better. See <laughs> one <won't put> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I-, I was
0: meaning this weekend yeah. because they asked me this weekend. <laughs> well, there you have it, direct from the horse's mouth. Thanks very much, Razlan. Thanks very much, Wilco. We'll a bit of insight on what's happening currently in MotoGP and with the crypto data RNF MotoGP team. Fret not, listener. We have more episodes of RNF Unlock coming up with 12 rounds and 24 races still to go, including this weekend, of course. So do comment on a topic that you'd like to hear next. Until then, we'll see you in Austria. It's going to be a key race for crypto Data and the team. But first, let's look forward to this race weekend at Silverstone. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank
2: you.